0: Welcome to Truths for Life with Pastor Teacher Chris Hall. And as we get into our study tonight, we're in Revelation chapter 13, verses 1 through 10. Those are the verses that we'll be looking at tonight. A significant figure, of course, obviously, during the time of the Tribulation, will be the Antichrist. He will be that worldwide leader, leading the world in the uh, seven years of tribulation. He will begin uh, during his reign as essentially the president, the king of the world, as appearing to be a very benevolent and uh, very kind and compassionate leader, but his true nature will be shown during the time of the tribulation, especially midway when he turns on the nation of Israel and his real nature, his true satanic nature will be revealed to the world. Tonight in Revelation 13, 1 through 10, we see a look at the Antichrist, that worldwide dictator during the last days, during the time of the tribulation. And so uh, we'll get into those verses in just a moment. But before we do, Let's do pray together. Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer, the honor of prayer, the great privilege of knowing that we can come before you at any time, any place, anywhere, to make our petitions known unto you and to seek to to know your will and your purpose for our life, to honor you with worship and praise and adoration, to seek your wisdom for living, and also, Lord, to make our petitions known for our own self and for others as well. Tonight, I pray for all of those who are dealing with sickness and illnesses. I pray for healing for them. I pray for your grace to be with them. I pray for our nation, Father. We're such a divided country. How we need revival, how we need renewal in our nation. And I pray for that as well. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you'll bless us now as we open your word. May you be pleased with all that is said and all that is done. As we study your word, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, we continue our study in the book of Revelation. We're about halfway through, a little over halfway through our study of the book of Revelation. And tonight we look at Revelation 13, the first 10 verses. So let's read these verses together. Here's what John, the human author of the book of Revelation, had to say in what we know of as Revelation chapter 13. John said, Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea having seven heads and 10 horns and on his horns, 10 crowns and on his heads, a blasphemous name. Now the beast, which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne and great authority. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded and his deadly wound was healed and all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast and they worshiped the beast saying, who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his, opened his mouth in blasphemy against God and blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. An authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Wow, lots of verses that we'll be studying tonight in Revelation chapter 13. Well, the world that is left behind after the rapture of the church will be a world gripped to chaos, confusion, and turmoil. The Bible teaches that out of that chaos that will be a part of the world that will grip the world after the rapture of the church, there will arise a dynamic figure who will seem to have all the answers to the world's problems. At first, this man will appear to be just what the world needs. And for a brief time, he will bring peace and prosperity and stability to the world that is left behind after the rapture of the church. But the Bible reveals that this man will turn out to be far more than the world bargained for. He will be a dictator and eventually his cruel nature will be revealed. He will be a dictator more cruel and more powerful than any other leader the world has ever ever known. This man, most commonly called the Antichrist, will actually be the culmination of a long line of would-be world conquerors. What men like Alexander the Great, the Roman emperors, Hitler, Stalin, and others only dreamed of doing, the Antichrist will actually do. He will rule the entire world and he will receive the worship of the lost world as well. These verses that we have read tonight are the most gripping, thorough, and dramatic description of the Antichrist, the coming world leader found in all of the Scripture. First of all, I want us to see the nature of the Antichrist. Again in Revelation 13, 1, John said that I stood on the sand of the sea, on the seashore, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. During the time of the tribulation, the Antichrist will rise out of the nations of the world. At first, the Antichrist will appear to be gentle and kind, kind as a lamb, But eventually, his real beast-like nature will be seen by all. The word for beast in this verse does not refer to some kind of domesticated animal or a gentle animal or pet. The word beast in this verse reveals to a wild, savage, vicious, monstrous beast. Though he will disguise it at first. The real personality of the Antichrist will be one of a ferocious, savage, ravenous beast. The Antichrist will be a man, a real man. But at some point in his life, he will be indwelt and he will be controlled either by a powerful demon or by Satan himself. The Bible teaches that the Antichrist will be a gifted orator. He will be an intellectual genius. He will possess great charm and charisma. He will have immense leadership ability and power. But his heart will be inclined to evil like no other man before him. And when the hellish power of Satan is added to his natural ability, The result will be a person of superhuman power, vast intelligence, and supreme wickedness. While all unbelievers are children of Satan, the Bible teaches, spiritual children of Satan, no one in human history will be more completely the devil's child than the Antichrist. So that's the nature of the Antichrist as described in this chapter and in the Bible. Second of all, I want us to see the ascension of the Antichrist. Again, Revelation 13:1 and 2. Having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear." His mouth like the mouth of a lion, the dragon, that is Satan, gave him, the Antichrist, his power, his throne, and his great authority. Initially, what these verses mean is this. Initially, the Antichrist will be one of the leaders of a confederation of countries that the Bible describes as the reconstitution and the revival of the old Roman Empire. The Antichrist will become the leader of this confederation. At first, he will be one of many leaders, but eventually, he will become the main leader of this confederation of nations. And it is from that position that he will eventually become the ruler of the tribulation world. The kingdom of the Antichrist will be unparalleled in human history. Unparalleled in strength, power, dominion, and reach, it will be Satan's last and greatest attempt to stop the will of God and the reign of Christ. But like all others, Satan's uh, like all of Satan's other attempts to ruin the purposes of God, the Antichrist will not be successful. He will ultimately fall and he will ultimately fail. No human and earthly force will be able to to withstand the satanically empowered rule of the Antichrist. He will eventually possess complete power and complete authority over the entire world. He will have unrestrained freedom to act as he wishes, and he will answer to no one. Next, I want us to see from these verses the deception of the Antichrist. Again, Revelation 13, verses 3 and 4. John said, And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast, saying, So they worshiped the beast, who uh, worshiped the dragon rather, who gave authority to the beast. And they worship the beast saying, who is like the beast, who is able to make war with him? As part of his deceit, the Antichrist will apparently fake his own death and his own resurrection, mimicking the death and the resurrection of Jesus. The people of the world will be so astounded by the charisma, the brilliance, the attractiveness, and the deceptive power of the Antichrist, that they will follow him without question. question. And eventually the world will worship the Antichrist as God. And so the Antichrist will fake his own death and fake his own resurrection, proclaiming himself to the world to be the true God and the only God there is. Next, I want us to see the blasphemy of the Antichrist. Again, Revelation 13, 5 and 6. And he, that is the Antichrist, was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. Then he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God. To blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. At the beginning of his reign, the Antichrist will feign to be a religious man. He will feign to be a friend to all of the religions of the world. He will even seek to unify the religions of the world as one world religion. His message will be, we don't need this division among mankind with all of these different religions. There needs to be just one religion, one faith in the world. He will seek to unify the religions of the world under the leadership of his false prophet, and he will be successful. But at the midpoint of the tribulation, the true hatred of the Antichrist for the one true God will be revealed. His true nature will be revealed. And from that point on, his arrogance and his blasphemy against the one true God will surpass that of anyone else in human history. Starting at the middle of the tribulation, the blasphemy of the Antichrist will be continuous, open, outrageous, outrageous and monstrous, even to the point that he will, according to Second 2 Thessalonians 2.4, take his seat in the temple of God displaying himself, the Antichrist, displaying himself as being God, claiming that he is God. The Antichrist will blaspheme the person of God. He will blaspheme the abode of God. He will blaspheme the people of God, both the redeemed saints and the holy angels. The Antichrist will be the supreme blasphemer, he will fill the world with his blasphemy and he will be number one in a world filled with blasphemers. During the tribulation, the hearts of unbelievers will be so hardened that instead of causing them to repent, the judgments of God will cause them to blaspheme God and to reject God in an even greater ways. In growing ways, during the time of the tribulation. Next from these verses, I want us to see the warfare of the Antichrist. Revelation 13:7. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. and authority was given him over every tribe, every tongue and every nation. During the tribulation, the Antichrist will be allowed by God to make war against the tribulation believers, those who give their life to Christ during the time of the tribulation. He will make war against those tribulation saints, and especially against the redeemed nation of Israel, because they refuse to worship him. They refuse to buckle down and buckle under his control and authority. He will make war against those tribulation saints because they will expose him for who he really is and they will oppose his world. The persecution of tribulation saints, tribulation believers, those who come to Christ during the time of the tribulation will begin in earnest midway through the tribulation time, midway through those seven years. It will begin in earnest. His Persecution of the saints will begin in earnest when the Antichrist breaks his covenant with the nation of Israel, and he sets up his abomination of desolation, that is, the image of himself in the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem, proclaiming himself to be God. While the Antichrist will be allowed to overcome believers physically, he will not be able to overcome them spiritually. True and genuine saving faith cannot be destroyed. The Lord Jesus Christ, who is infinitely more powerful than the Antichrist, Satan, or any other evil force, will never permit any true child of his to suffer loss of eternal life. And so while many tribulation saints will lose their life during the time of the tribulation, they will not lose their salvation, and they will not lose the gift of eternal life that they have through the Lord Jesus Christ. Next from these verses, I want us to see the followers of the Antichrist. Again, Revelation 13, verses 8 through 10. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, that is the Antichrist, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. And then John adds this. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. The tribulation world, the world left behind after the rapture of the church, the world under the control of the Antichrist will be divided into two kinds of people. It will be divided by unbelievers who follow the Antichrist and then those names who are written in the book of life, that is, those believers who were saved during the time of the tribulation. The book of life is the registry of every person who is trusted in Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. You see, the security of a believer's salvation does not rest in our own strength and our own ability to keep our salvation. My friend, as we've said before, we'll say it again. If it were possible for you to lose your salvation if you're a Christian, you would. No. The security of our salvation rests not in our strength and our ability but it rests in the grace and the securing power of God as we are saved by grace. We are kept saved by grace. Whatever happens to a believer on earth, be it captivity or the sword, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Antichrist will have his time. Satan and his demon host will have their hour. But God controls the future. And believers are secure in him. And we can be assured that his enemies shall be judged. That's our look at the Antichrist from Revelation chapter 13 tonight. Now, in the world after the rapture, the world will be in chaos. Everything will change in the world after the rapture of the church. The salt and light of the world will be taken out of the world when Christians are all gone. The restraining power of the Holy Spirit to hold back evil will be withdrawn. You see, we live in an evil world. That is true. Evil is everywhere. But this world could be much more evil. It would be much worse in the evil that could be in this world if it were not for the restraining power of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit of God who holds back evil from swamping over this world. We live in a fallen world, a lost world. But when the rapture of the church happens and all believers are taken out of the world, and the spiritual influence of believers are, are take, is taken out of the world. Also, the restraining hand, the restraining power of the Holy Spirit will be taken out of the world as well. And this world will be swamped and overcome by evil. And the whole spiritual atmosphere of the world will change after the rapture of the church. Stepping into that chaos and that confusion will be the emergence of one man who will seem to have all the answers. One man who will seem to be able to bring the world together in unity, to calm the world down, to give direction to a world in chaos. And this world will fall in love and begin to follow this one person who will eventually ascend to be the leader of the and the king of the lost world, the ruler of the lost world, the tribulation world after the rapture of the church. That's the Antichrist. It could very well be that the Antichrist is alive in the world today. There's no sense, no way to try to Speculate who the Antichrist may be. He probably will come out of nowhere, emerge out of seemingly nowhere to the position of being the ruler of the world. Could very well be that he is alive today. Our world's in a world in chaos right now in confusion. And let me tell you this. A key thing to the Antichrist being able to rule the world will be the deconstruction of the United States as the power that it is today. The United States is a place of freedom, a place of liberty. The United States is a place of independence. The United States is a nation that that has a great standing in the world today, a standing for liberty and freedom. Well, that would be a deterrent to the Antichrist eventually becoming the leader of the world. So in order for the Antichrist to be able to ascend to that position, the United States has to change. It has to become like the rest of the nations of the world in its way of looking at government and its way of looking at liberty and, and freedom and sovereignty. My friend, that deconstruction of the United States of America is underway, underway today. We can see it right before our very eyes. And so I believe, we personally, personally, I believe we're living in the last days. As our good friend, Dr. David Jeremiah often says, I'm not looking for the undertaker. I'm looking for the uppertaker. Indeed. Well, thank you for joining our study of the book of Revelation on this Sunday evening. I pray that you've had a good and blessed day today. I pray that you'll have a good night tonight. Join us again next Sunday night as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. It's pretty intense. We're going verse by verse. I pray that it has been a blessing to you, and I pray it will continue to be a blessing to you. This is Pastor Chris Hall of Mercedes Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia. Our prayer is that God will bless you. Until we meet again, uh, that's our prayer. May God bless you. Thank you for joining us for our program today. Truth for Life with Pastor Teacher Chris Hall is a presentation of Hall Sports Communications. To contact us, you can send an email to chrishall71 at hotmail.com. That's chrishall71 at hotmail.com. Be sure to join us for our next program. Until then, stay safe and may God bless you.